Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. We have been teasing it. We have been threatening. We have been all sorts of things uh, with this topic tonight. You know, I want to I start here first. Welcome, everybody. And uh, give a shout out to everybody who listens to us on Sci-Fi for Me Radio, the various podcast platforms and stuff. Um, we've got listeners all <laughs> all over the world. Japan, Philippines, Germany, France, uh, Sweden, Australia. Good to have all of you with us. Last week, we had our, our, our episode from last week with Cameron. We've got over 300 views. So that's... You know, doing really well. So thanks everybody for 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 the support there. So let me let me ask you this. Let me let me do this first. My name is Jason Hunt. This is Timothy Harvey over here. I hello, hello. <laughs> now I can ask the question. What do D'Artagnan, Sherlock Holmes, James Bond, Mister Spock? Vampirella, Doctor Doolittle, Aaron Stemple all have in common. Well, I know the answer to that question. <laughs> the audience may not. the uh, the The answer is is that once upon a time, a science fiction author decided that he was going to write. A biography of a fictional character and it opened up this expansive game that so many creative people have decided to play that is this amazing thing called the Wald Newton family the world uh, the Wald Newton universe and it's like you said in the comments uh, under the under this very YouTube video where we're broadcasting this, um, it's a rabbit hole that leads to a rabbit hole that leads to a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. The internet has got quite a few sites where you can go to them and just spend a very long time staying, you know, clicking on this link within the, and you stay on the same site, but you, you're there for hours and suddenly you look up, it's three o'clock in the morning. Right, right. <laughs> This is one of those sites. This is one of those worlds. It's so just rich and amazing and clever. And it's a game that's so, and I, I say game in that it's people are clearly playing. They're having a good time. There's this sense of the, uh, you can get this whole sense of, of bitterness and fandom and, and things like that. And the Wald Newton universe is very much a place where it seems like people even when they contradict each other, because there's contradictions in there, which is kind of fun too. Um, they seem to be enjoying playing in this shared space of, of exploring fictional characters and how they might just connect yeah. in ways yeah. you don't necessarily expect. Well, and, and it's interesting because you and I have talked about this for a number of years and uh, the, the, the connective tissue with <clears throat> everything. Um, it was funny because I was explaining, you know, 
explaining this Reader's Digest version to Mindy's mother before the show. Mindy was like, I think I've explained it, but you explain it. So I was talking to her about how everything's connected. All of these different things are going on. And uh, it came up that one of the connections is between Mr. Spock and Sherlock Holmes. And mm-hmm. through all of that, we got to talk that Mr. Spock is also connected with Aaron Stemple, who is a character in Here Come the Brides, play, you know, played by Mark Leonard in that particular one. But Aaron Stemple was an actual, I, I believe, was an actual historic figure up in the, the Pacific Northwest when they were, they were, you know, settling out west, that kind of thing. And... So then you have this juxtaposition of not only fictional characters, but also historical characters, actual people who actually were part of the the real timeline of the planet. And it all goes back to the 1700s. And we, we talk about, you know, Philip Jose Farmer is the author we're talking about who's written these things. And he wrote two books that started the whole thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tarzan Alive, a definitive biography of Lord Greystoke in 1972. And then Doc Savage, His Apocalyptic Life in 1973. And what this does, it goes back to a meteor that hit this town in the 1700s. And this was a real meteor that really hit a town. This was an actual historical event. This is a thing he tied into uh, in the real world. Right. I think that happened. Um, and and just, just to, to kind of lay the ground here, biographies of fictional characters have existed before. He was Farmer was not the first one. And if that name is ringing a bell, you're not putting a, a finger on it. Uh, he's the River World author. Um, you know, Hugo Award winning to your scattered bodies go. Um, lots of praise for a lot of his work throughout throughout his career. Um, broke a lot of new ground in science fiction. He was one of the first writers to actually put sex in a science fiction novel. This is something that a lot of people have stayed away from. Um, you know, he tread new ground. He broke he broke some 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 longstanding internal barriers for some of this stuff. Right fascinating author if you've never read the river world series it's very interesting i would love to see a good adaptation of it someday ah, not going to happen um but uh it's too complex i mean you're looking at the budget on that thing would be take game of thrones and make it twice as big yeah um but you could do it animated potentially that could be interesting i, w- I would be on, on board with seeing an animated version of it yeah. um but he took these characters, Tarzan and and Doc Savage, and treated them like they were real people. That was the premise here: is that these were the the stories that we have, you know, the movies, the novels, all this stuff are just adaptations of the real events. Right. Right. So so the fictional world that we know is what, you know, the the popularization. Of the things that actually happened, and here's the or here's here's what really happened. This is this is how you know Tarzan's real life. This is Doc Savage's real life, and it 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 both kind of grounded these characters, but still allowed them to be a little bit fantastical, right? Right. 
Um, but it also kind of put them in this interesting place of treating them like they had been real people, which, like I said, he's not the first author to do that. There's been Sherlock Holmes biographies that have done the same things. Uh, uh, people have done James Bond. They've done uh, Farmer would would do uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel and um, Phineas Fogg, also treating them like like real people and, and filling in holes in their stories. Right. Um, but these these books really were um, the basis for all of this Wold Newton experience. Yeah. Now, let me inter interrupt here. Emma says, have a good show. I'm sick and shivering in bed. Well, that doesn't sound feel like better. fun. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Lots of vitamin C, orange juice, NyQuil. Lots um, of water. Drink water. Lots of water. Lots of water. Feel better soon. Yes. So the Wold Newton universe, so, so the meteor that actually came down, this was in 1795. It was a meteorite that fell in the village of Wold Newton, England. And that's the, that's the point of, of intersection for everything. And the premise here is that the meteorite gave off ionization or, or radiation that affected a family— <clears throat> the Wold Newton family, the descendants of whom are all these gifted and talented people. And some are gifted and talented more than others are gifted and talented, but, you know, they have super intelligence, super physicality, super powers. So you get all of these <laughs> different connections to different characters. And if you go into the website that lists all of the characters, there's five pages of characters that are listed in this in this site. And, you know, the family trees and the crossovers and everything else. And it does connect to Star Trek. It connects to Zorro. It connects to James Bond. It connects to... Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor it Who. connects to the DC Universe or the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, basically, it basically now, this 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 connects Spock's mother Amanda Grayson to a certain gymnast and uh, to, who lost his parents to Dick Grayson, right? And if you go back and you look at the book Ishmael by Barbara Hamley, we were talking about this when I was talking to Mindy's mother. Because the the whole thing with Aaron Stemple and and Here Come the Brides, there's a Star Trek novel by by Barbara ha Barbara Hambly. It's called Ishmael. It's a time travel book. Basically, Spock gets captured by the Klingons. The Klingons have figured out the the Guardian of Forever, and they figured out that they're okay. So a little okay, a little inside baseball. The Klingons at one point according to this book, it's not canon, but the Klingons were conquered by the Kazin, I think is in this book. And the Klingons have figured out that the Kazin didn't invade Earth the way they were supposed to because there was a resistance movement led by Aaron Stemple. So they figure, let's go back in time to the Pacific Northwest of the 1800s. Let's kill Aaron Stemple. The Kazin can conquer Earth, and then the Klingons will be the Klingons will have Earth as as part of their empire. <coughs> Spock figures all this out. He goes back 
but he's got amnesia. So <laughs> he's running around pretending to be Aaron Stemple's nephew while he's trying to figure out where he's, what he's doing there. And at the right. end of the book, that's, I, spoilers for a book that uh, how many decades old, uh, oh, Amanda God. Grayson is a descendant of Aaron Stemple, which means that Spock is also a descendant of Aaron Stemple, who was played by Mark Leonard, who played Spock's father. I mean, it all gets really convoluted, but it's those kind of connections within the whole Amanda Grayson, Dick Grayson thing. Mm -hmm. James Kirk is connected to James Bond. You know, you've got the guys from the Wild Wild West, you know, James James West and Artemis Gordon. It's just everywhere you turn around, there's a connection between this character and that character way over there. Now, if you're not familiar with this, but it's ringing bells and you're thinking of things like Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yes. or yeah. Bill Willingham's Fables or... Um, uh, Warren Ellis's Planetary or Kim Newman's um, Vampire books, all of them were inspired by this. All of them, um, you know, and all of them have been very open about the fact that they were inspired by the Wold Newton universe. They're fans of this as well, because what it does is, and if you go to this, this site, you will find all these articles where people have sat there and went, all right. Let me explain <laughs> this character's relationship to this and the secret history of the Moriarty clan. Who really died at Reichenbach? Because it wasn't James Moriarty. <laughs> it was, you know, I mean, it's it, and and they find. And I've talked. To, I've talked about the author, uh, um, Tim Powers, before, where he takes history and then he real history and then he weaves these these stories about magic and and things through the the real events. That's what these guys are doing, except on a scale where it's all of fiction. Yeah. Even though it starts in the 1700s, the late 1700s, um, it goes into prehistory because it's all part of this broader universe. The Wool Newton family are just players in their influential players because of the connections, but they're just players in this vast universe of of events that because it ties in so many other different fictional characters and events you end up having these like secret wars that have been going on since the dawn of time <laughs> that play into this and you discover that sherlock holmes was you know a pawn in this event because it didn't realize it or or all-consuming fire which is one of the uh virgin Doctor Who novels ties mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Who together, and it's incorporated into the Walden universe, and it all, all this stuff just fits together in a, um, in this fascinating way, and that's what these authors are doing. Whether they're whether they've just written an article or they've written a series of them, um, uh, Win Scott Eckert uh, is the one who really kind of took, um so much of what of what farmer was doing and really just brought it all together yeah uh, if you're this is not a great comparison uh because different yeah not it, it but it kind of is if you one of the reasons that we know lovecraft as an author as opposed to him just disappearing off the face of the earth was august derleth who took his stories and essentially created the cthulhu mythos 
out of it. He did more to shape that than Lovecraft did. And the Cthulhu um, mythos is part of the World Moon universe too. It is, yes. It also it is a connection well. there. But um, whereas, you know, and and a lot of Lovecraft scholars look at Durleth and said, well, he changed things that Lovecraft would not have wanted to be that way. There was much more of a good and evil aspect to Durleth's version of the mythos than Lovecraft actually wrote about. Winscott Eckert is much more of a let's, you know, it, it's, I, I, I feel, and I, th- I don't, I don't, I haven't really seen anybody else contradict this feeling is that he was very, he's been very respectful of this whole thing and has made it grow be- in, in the, in the spirit of celebrating it. Yeah. Versus, you know, shaping it, shaping it, you know, in a way that, that was, not necessarily what what farmer had in mind it's very much in the spirit and and i think farmer was very open to people playing in the sandbox and and making these things see that's 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 one thing that strikes me as something that you probably wouldn't run into nowadays with any creator because there's such a there's such a discussion now especially online with creator-owned works, right? And everybody, everybody's got their little thing, and everybody's staking out their claim on their own little IP because they don't want to write for Marvel anymore. They don't want to write for DC anymore because they don't own those characters. They can't. They they can only profit so much with them, right? So, to have something like this with Wold Newton or the Cthulhu Mythos, even I mean, Lovecraft was very, very uh, free with his permissions. Like, yeah, anybody go go play in the sandbox. That kind of thing, I would say, is probably rare now. I would say that you're looking at two different... You're looking at very different things, though. First of all, Lovecraft was... For all all the fact that he's, you know, the Lovecraft... His influence on on horror and cosmic stories in general is certainly huge, was not a successful writer in his lifetime. Right at the so, time, to some degree, playing, lobbying other people to play in in his sandbox was the fact that he was aware that he wasn't making it. This was not he was he wasn't protecting anything because he had he didn't have much to protect. Yeah. So there's that. But but in in terms of farmer, I mean, farmer didn't have farmer didn't own Tarzan. Farmer didn't own these were characters that were for the the biographies were authorized right by the by the various estates um, who had the rights to them. And a lot of, of course, so much of this stuff has passed into public domain. Yeah. So not not all of it, obviously, because when you're playing with Dick Grayson and Spock and the Doctor, <laughs> these are owned. But the thing is, is that in many ways, this is fan fiction. Well, it is fan fiction, but it's also fan fiction in a way that. Okay, so fan fiction can be treated as something that is not worth the respect. There are folks who feel that. Right. And I disagree <laughs> because good, well-written fan fiction is, you know, it, there's, there's, uh, it, it's, it, the good stuff honors the source material. The good stuff, even, even if it contradicts the source material, if it's done well, 
you know, it's it's you're it's written out of a place of enjoying the original thing. Right. And that's a challenge. You've got lots of bad fan fiction. I love archive of our own, but not everything on there is good. Um and there have been folks, I and mean, you can find it. You can find it in the World Universe. People sit there and say, you know. If you would refer to this previous uh, article, you could see how they got it wrong. Now it's done in a often in a funny way. Yeah, it's done in a Half, you know, highfalutin academics <clears throat> having well, their like, having the thing. Clearly, they failed to find this this you know important piece of information that breaks it all open. You know, yeah, I mean, it, right. it's and they're they're again it, there's this sense of fun and playing with each other and and it's not a you horrible person who broke the thing. It's <laughs> I've, I've thought of a cool way to look at this differently. And I think that that's one of the things that really makes this thing work. And why it has the life is that, you know, the fact that it's still ongoing. This is no. not, you know, you can, you go to this site and there's, there's articles. I, I've looked at this today. I'm going, I haven't seen that article before. Here's, here's one. <laughs> when was the last time I was on this site? <laughs> you know? Here's one that's marked new. I don't know how new it is. I haven't looked at the article yet. But it is the man with the mustache, the Italian, the innocent mute, and the straight man, which basically ties the Marx Brothers into the whole Newton universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's I tell you. Look, there are cartoon series that have been tied into this. Um, one of the what can't remember the name of it. What's the Sherlock Holmes? The Sherlock Holmes one set in the future. The cartoon. Oh, that's tied oh, into this. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name of that. Um, Scooby Doo is tied into this. Um, uh, Highlander is tied into this. Uh, now, so much of this stuff requires you to look at that thing that that particular piece of fiction as an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that's actually very clever about it is that even though it's an quote-unquote exaggeration of that source material, um, the people, I think the successful articles here are the ones where they they come up with something really clever to fill in the place that, that they've changed, right? So, you know, how much can Superman actually lift? Because clearly... That's an exaggeration. So, how did, what's what's the actual? You know, and there's a there's an article about how fast Superman really is yeah. versus how much he's been. You know, the claims of how fast he is. You know, there's there it's. Well, I mean, you you, you get in here and you know you talk about the Star Trek connection, not just Spock and Sherlock Holmes, but also uh, Larry Niven's Kazin and known space stories because mm-hmm. in the in the story Slaver Weapon, which is an animated Star Trek episode, Alan Dean Foster adapted it in Star Trek Log Ten. It references the Kazin and uh, the known space stories, and there's an article here, uh, Alan Gibson. The Kazin question reconciling the Kazin with the modern Star Trek universe. I mean, I I can only imagine how much time it takes to write these essays and articles and think pieces because you have to be clever. You have to be. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, tongue planted firmly in cheek. It's also, 
you know, a lot of a lot of heavy lifting in the research and oh, yeah. making sure that it fits with everything else. And if it doesn't fit, you have to explain why it still fits, even though it doesn't look like it does. Like you're talking about, here's another way of looking at this. Here's another aspect of it, another angle, another connection. And it just keeps getting broader and broader and broader. And I think I want to say that at one point, <clears throat> and I haven't found it here, but at one point, I thought I had run across a flowchart. Not just the list of various different characters, but like a visual map of I all of the I connections. I saw something like that, too. But it's been a while, and it may be... I think the reason we may not see it anymore is because it's massively out of date. Um, but I, I, I recall seeing something along those lines as well. But it's difficult, and when you consider that you, when Godzilla, the Man from Uncle, Indiana Jones, <laughs> Laura Croft, um, Briscoe County Jr., Miss um, Marple, <laughs> uh, uh, the Maltese Falcon, um, the Avengers—that's um, the British Avengers—all um, are part of this world, and they fit. Yeah. I mean, so we're talking, in many ways, it's the ultimate crossover story. Well, no, it's, I mean, it's a multi, no, it it's is. a multiverse, it is the it's a multiverse inside a single universe. Right. Basically. Uh, and got, the thing is, and, but it also has alternate universes because the whole premise of Doctor Who interacting with any of these characters is that Doctor the Doctor's from an alternate universe. Right. <laughs> O.C. Giggin also in, is sick in bed. <sighs> You guys, it's, you guys it's are not supposed to. You're not supposed to be Guys feel better. Although you know, if 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 we're if we're the go-to show for anybody who is convalescing, I'll take it. Hopefully, we're if we're we giving you something you that you can enjoy. That we entertain and inform. I think in coming up in January, starting in 2023, I want to lean into this notion that we're the fan's best friend. You know, take that because, you know, you know what a best friend does. A best friend, hey, have you looked at this? Have you taken a look at this? Oh, no, no you don't want to, you don't want to mess with that. That's, 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 the, no, she's bad news. Don't, you know, that, that kind of thing where the best friend is the, the confidant, the advisor, you know, the, the helper, you know, the mentor, whatever. and, you know, you, you have this concept of the, of the water cooler talk, right? Everybody's talking about stuff, you know, and you have these people who are like, "Well, what is this? What is this Wold Newton thing?" Come here, Boo. Let me tell you. I, I just, you know, put put your arm around. Just let let me let me let me explain to you. So let me tell you a story. To... What's time? <laughs> That's right. At well, the beginning of the universe, <laughs> and even. And even, uh, you know, with this Will Noon thing, you have a site that's dedicated specifically to the French connections of the Will Newton universe. So D'Artagnan and, mm -hmm. and Arsene Lupin and you know, all, you know, like, there's a lot of thought that goes into this stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think the fun part is, is that Farmer built this bedrock, right? And it's based, like I said, it starts with two novels that are, you know, fictionalized biographies. But he built this bedrock, and everyone looks at that and says, okay, I'm going to build on top of that. 
are going to find the branch that goes this way yeah and say okay so what happens over here in france what happens over here in you know okay this is you know it starts in 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 the uk but what happens you know in in the west of america with with james west and and you know how does how does solar ponds if that name doesn't ring a bell it was a pastiche also by august derleth of sherlock holmes he didn't have the rights to do sherlock holmes stories so he wrote sherlock holmes stories with the serial numbers filed off and called them solar ponds <laughs> they're actually not bad but if you are a fan of the sherlock holmes canon you can tell they're not you know they're not quite as good yeah but they're entertaining i mean no you know in fairness um you know how these things kind of all just you know connect in ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect because there's kind of this acknowledgement that the premise has to remain the same the idea that all of this is the secret history the thing that the stories you know the all you've everything you've read about these characters is the fictionalized version of the real people these are the stories of the real people yeah. underneath those stories um and i think that that's everyone has agreed to play by that rule and because of that it requires them to look at these things a little bit differently yeah pops fans out in the chat and he's he, apparently not sick so that's i mean he hasn't, hasn't said he isn't yet we're two for three then yeah it's good to see you, Pops. <clears throat> uh, speaking of which, on Wednesday, uh, do I have this pulled up anywhere? Um, I am going to be a guest on... Indie Comics Relay. This is this is Keith Gleason, who did the Mighty Mascots comic book over at Alterna Comics. He is a co-host on the Indie Comics Relay YouTube channel, and so uh, we're I'm going to be a guest over there uh, on Wednesday. So uh, hopefully everybody just seeing Pops in there, because Pop, Pops has, uh, has his channel, and they do uh, Comic Cron and a bunch of different online uh, things for... Uh, that I'm seeing low system resources may affect your audio quality. All right, so yeah. I guess I'm going to have to start closing out some tabs here because I've got quite a few uh, open. Um, so yeah, it's but you know it's it's fascinating to look at all of this stuff and to see how all of this is is connected and continues to connect and just spread. Not like a virus; it spreads like a like a spider web, like a like a thought well, experiment. Yeah, web. and I think that's something that, that that's important to remember is that if you are if you are overly concerned with canon, um, this is you know, be aware that this this is not meant. Again, it's the it's the it's the history <laughs> underneath the fiction, right? Yeah, right. So the canon 
is is set aside in the interests of the fun of it and that's something to bear in mind so if you if you are against the idea of sherlock holmes having kids i have some bad news <laughs> um the history of sherlock holmes children um is part of this and you know the the a bunch of other characters how they connect is it, it it definitely flies in the face of of the canon of the fictional characters but it also does it in a way that if you are entertained again it thought experiment right right um if you're entertained by that you're going to find a lot to enjoy here yeah but if you're if if canon is something that i mean and, and there are people who do and that's fine i mean you know if you are if the if you know if canon is your thing and you you don't like it to you know you don't want to step outside that's fine there's this nothing wrong with you being because a that's what this does yeah there's nothing wrong with being a canonista <laughs> right and, and, and if, if that's if you know if you can enjoy stuff that way and and but if you if you are open to stepping outside and seeing that dick grayson is <laughs> spock's ancestor or or that you know the relationship between you know who was what was the true identity of captain nemo why it was james moriarty of course <laughs> okay but i mean the argument is made for that and how these characters and how many james moriarty's were there yeah that's kind of like how many james bonds were there well yes and so the question you know becomes of you know who is some of these characters their identities as we know them are in fact not the true person behind that and that person is another fictional character yeah. it's a you know it's the i'm sure that there are more wold newton stories that contradict each other that are not part of first of all okay this is there this is not the first um wold newton sign um there are some that are no longer active yeah so I'm sure that this is that some of this stuff would would contradict each other, and some of this, like I said, some of this stuff contradicts each uh, the, each other within this, and it's intentional contradictions. Um, but it's um, there's this willingness to look at okay, this person over here gave gave us a definitive history of the shadow. Okay, but that means that I can talk about the definitive history of the spider and how it connects with the shadow, <laughs> and then how. <laughs> You know, and then you have the, the Scarlet Pimpernel did this. Yes. <laughs> you have the Phantom. You have Lara Croft. Uh, oh, yeah. The Phantom. Uh, that's the Phantom. Not only the Phantom uh, in the purple outfit. Yeah, the ghost who uh, walks. With, but you also, the ghost who walks, but also <clears throat> the Phantom of the Opera. Um, because, again, this stuff, while while this stuff is, you know, the the meteor hit in 17, what, 95? 1795. Um, the story... The, all these characters, you know, they're the it, it literally begins at the dawn of time, yeah, and then it ends with the heat death of the universe <laughs> and beyond. Um, because because you know, they, they do go into Star Trek, they yeah. go into the idea that um, Krypton is a lot closer than we think it is. <laughs> Like within the solar system, uh, like, 
Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, this in the chat from Wolf Wolf. Hey guys, love your last stream with Cameron Pasha. You guys are so wholesome. Great show. Try cool. Um. All right. Uh, well, that one's not showing up. Why is that one not showing up in the widget? Uh, J.R. Exner, I enjoy alternate history partly since reading the original secret history of the Byzantine Empress. <laughs> it's it's interesting how much, and, I, and again, I've only scratched the surface, and we're just, you know, here's a nugget. Oh, here's, yeah, here's these a, are like bullet points, guys. Small, these aren't even... Small chicky nugget for you. It, it, there's a full-on meal back over here behind the curtain you haven't even got to it's yet. It's not a meal. It's, it's a it's, feast. Yeah. And then you get up the next morning and it's it's an amazing breakfast. And then lunch comes around and you're like, and I'm still not then, full. And, and then after you've gone through all of it, we give you this waffle thin mint. <laughs> And yet, and yet, there's no explosion. You're not Mr. Korea, so right. there's still room for more. Um, because, yeah, it, it, I mean... But the mixture well, of historic figures, like actual real people, mm -hmm. in the midst of all of this, too. I mean, you look at something like uh, Greg Cox's books about Khan and the eugenics wars, right? <clears throat> the Rise right. and Fall of Khan, Nuni, and Singh. And he, and he takes... Because... Now we're past the eugenics wars of the 1990s, right? And it didn't really happen. Or did it? Or did it? Because it was a so secret. Now you have to juxtapose, okay, well, what actually did happen in the 90s? And Greg does this really clever everything under the surface of all of this stuff that was happening. All of these historical events were happening because these augmented humans... We're in here, you know, manipulating events and manipulating people and trying to get things to happen under, you know, behind the scenes. And Greg mixes in various different characters from various different universes. I mean, Jamie Summers shows up at one point sure. at, at the summit between uh, Reagan and Gorbachev at Reykjavik. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was like, wait, did... It doesn't mention her by name, but you know who it is. And he does well, this I mean, throughout the entire series of the books and, and drops these different characters in. But it's the way he takes actual events and mm -hmm. weaves them into this story about Khan. And even as thorough as he is with that... Compared to Wold Newton, <laughs> Greg Cox is a biker. Well, okay, I mean, he does such is, a is that... fantastic job with this, but this is just so extensive. Yeah, but I think that's it. Is that he, just like Tim Powers with his books, you can kind of drill down into the specific set of events, right? So, so the eugenics wars end up being the you know the secret story behind these real events. Tim Powers' stuff is here's what really happened with Kim Philby during the Cold War. And and you know the Dijin that live in in the mountains of Turkey, or uh, Blackbeard and and you know voodoo, um, you know these are you can dig down deep into this for these novels and really focus on these characters. Here, you know you're 
where you're not dealing with con and this sort of the the the, the eugenics wars are not small but they're sort of constrained by the star trek universe right so i mean there's like here are the here's what we know right and so he, right. he has this these walls to play within right which is good which is sometimes it's good to have this these these restrictions on what you can do so you can actually sit there and go, okay how do i make this fit here the only restriction is making a logical connection between tom swift and captain america yeah how does that work how how can how can i make this you know these series of of books and the characters written for young adults connect with you know steve austin the bionic man right because <laughs> they do and there's this um if, if you were to have this map and you were to try and graph it all out um it would look like a, a ball of twine that exploded uh, <laughs> because all of these things, I mean, the connections are insane, but they're very clever. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, and that's, you see a lot of, if you, when, when you go to the site, you'll see a lot of authors who are, have written more than one article um, who are clearly enjoying playing in this space, but there's a lot of different people who have contributed to this a lot. Well, and and this is not something that kind of sprang up overnight either. This has been going oh. on since the since the seventies. I mean, the right. star the Star Trek timeline alone goes back to the early seventies with the Bantam novels. Not not the not the Simon and Schuster stuff, the current stuff. The original right. the original novels. You've got the you've got the the novelizations by James Blish of the TV episodes. You've got the novelizations of the animated stuff by Alan Dean Foster, and he probably got paid for those. Um, and, then, and then you've got the the Bantam books, you know, mm -hmm. Vulcan, uh, The Price of the Phoenix, The Fate of the Phoenix, um, The Galactic Spock Whirlpool, Spock Must Die, all of those. So those are figured in here, including Planet of Judgment by Joe Haldeman. Uh, so, so it's, it's something that's been going on for a very, very, very long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, like Tim says, it goes all the way back to, you know, Conan the Barbarian and Cull the Conqueror and Red Sonja and. Well, and we, I mean, you know, if, if you, if you're aware, if you're not aware or if you're aware, the Conan stories tie into the Cthulhu mythos. Mm -hmm. and that was something that Bob Howard and, and, uh, and. Um, Lovecraft were friends, and so they shared their stuff that crosses over in their stories. But um, Frankenstein is a, a member of the Wald Newt universe, and all of the movies, all the different films, are find a way to exist as part of this chronology. The Dracula story. Mm -hmm. all now, of this stuff does, is in here and they find this... ways to make these things even if it's even if it's a one sentence aside yeah all so... of these things connect and are included <laughs> excuse me so does that include young frankenstein 
Um, it, I believe it actually does. I'm, I'm, I can't remember the exact uh, Frankenstein article, but I believe there's actually a reference to um, that particular branch of the family. Uh, and I think that that's, that that's one of the things that's quite clever, is that when they look at this, again, because you have the idea that what we know from these stories is the fictionalized versions, mm -hmm. therefore... You just have to take a piece of that to go back to the original version, right? So the, yeah. the the true story of what happened, you know, with the atomic bomb and Godzilla, the true <laughs> story of you know the mysterious radio host in New York City who at night put on a dark hat and cloak and fought crime, um, you know, the true story of of you know the the family that rode for justice in the west and then fought uh in the city in a green mask i mean you know it's just you know how you know, did, the the story behind all these things and i think that that's that's one of the things that the constraint actually works really well for this is because it gives you you know you can still have fantastical elements yeah tarzan in farmer basically established in in the tarzan biography that tarzan is immortal so there's the idea that these characters can't have fantastic things happen that's that we haven't stripped away the the magic or the sorcery or the science fiction or any of that stuff right. in these stories but what you find is a way of saying you know yes you read the novel dracula but that's an exaggeration of what happened it's funny um, that's that's a that's a, a sensation sensationalized but the true story yeah is, even more amazing, you know there's, that kind of thing. There's something, and and I'm looking, I'm looking at the website. Now this is all at Philip Jose Farmer's website. So pjfarmer.com is where you can find all this. We've got links in the in the in the notes. But if and you, I love the fact this website was clearly designed in the 1990s, <laughs> right? Because there is I no back, effort to I, make it shiny or glossy. Yeah, it's how it looks doesn't matter i go back to the saturn awards because we talked i talked about the saturn awards on live for the bunker a few weeks ago the fact that their website is so clunky and so 1995 and it's a terrible website it is almost impossible to navigate the the list of winners and all this the formatting on it is just horrendously bad and it's the same kind of design and layout that you find here. But here, it works. It actually is is clean. But here's a funny thing here. So the Star Trek timeline, and I know I keep going back, but that's what I've got open here. To download the timeline, it, the, the Star Trek, these timelines, not just the Star Trek timeline, but a lot of these timelines are available as PDFs that you can download, and you can right. go through and you mm -hmm. can read all that stuff at your leisure. The assumption, of course, being that it takes a while to, you know, get this on the internet. To download the timeline, right-click on the hyperlink and select Save Target As. Due to its length, it may take a while to download, perhaps six or more minutes on a dial-up connection. <laughs> like, this, this, this page hasn't been updated in a while. I wonder how long it would actually take. Let's do this. Let's save link as <clears throat> let's save it to our oh 
let's just save it right there and go one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's quite a bit different from six minutes. Well, yeah, but how big is how big is the file? Let's see how big is the file. Let's see. It is. <clears throat> Let's open it up here. Slide that over there. Shrink that down. It is 184 pages. That's just the Star Trek timeline. That's that's just, the annotated version, right? Yeah. Now, if you want, if you if you think if if you're looking for a little bit of comedy, there's actually the Bizarro Wold Newton universe, <laughs> um, which um, uh, let's see, Bizarro Doc Doc Savage is just this guy, you know, who hangs out with his stoner friends in this rundown apartment in New York City, avoiding crime. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Bizarro Tarzan is an ape who was raised by men. Um, <laughs> you know, Bizarro Bruce Wayne is a overweight loser who is driven to a life of crime by his overbearing, uh, domineering parents. Um, although he's surprisingly well adjusted. So, I mean, like do, there's, right? there's, again, there, there's a level of fun and, and silliness to some of this stuff that even, even as they are exploring these kind of literary experiments, there is definitely a sense of fun to all of this right and a certain and and i think one of the things that even though canon is vastly departed from there's this i think a clear recognition of the value that these people are putting on those stories because they they inspired them they they and you know this is stuff that i think the best pastiches um are made out of real respect for the source material. Yeah. And I think that they, they are, I don't think I've ever come across any of these that I've sat there and went, Oh, they clearly did not like this character. <laughs> well, and, you know? and the other thing too, is it provides an opportunity uh, for anybody who's really wanting to get down and, and, and dig into the weeds here, but you have a lot of, classic literature <clears throat> that's that's tied in woven into all of this and maybe you're a fan of the Horatio Hornblower stories but maybe you've never read Treasure Island for example I mean it's it's nautical it's it's still kind of you know out on the high seas and whatnot adventure but maybe maybe you haven't read the Scarlet Pimpernel or and honestly, if, if, if you have, if you're a fan of Batman, if you're yeah. a fan of the Shadow, if you're a fan of these alter ego fights crime at night, you should read the Scarlet Pimpernel because it's the origin story for those comic book characters. You wouldn't have Batman without the Scarlet Pimpernel, right? Or it wouldn't be the same character. Or the uh, uh, his his alternate universe version the the scarlet pumpernickel um and of course you you should definitely watch the movie um because uh, it is one of the great classic um i don't know just uh yeah it's 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 batman before it was batman um and uh 
it's also very fun. <laughs> it's just fun. And I think that's something that, uh, um, you know, again, I keep coming back to this. They really are, um, there's, a, there's a clear sense of fun with this. And I think that yeah. in a time when you, uh, there's plenty of, of fans being upset about this or that, justified or not, um, it's nice when things are just clearly being made with a sense of fun. Yeah. And not a, I'm not stepping on, you know, the thing you like yeah. or, I, or telling you you're wrong for liking a thing or wrong for disliking a thing. I, it's, it's people playing in the same sandbox yeah. and apparently getting along. So the, my... the, the harshest thing I've seen and, and the harshest thing I've seen is, is back in, the 80s or 90s there was a lady who wrote a and it was in a british magazine uh it was a two-part thing where she had a uh, um a kind of a hist a brief history of the wald newton universe mm -hmm. and she got a lot of facts wrong and uh, eckert um wrote he got a he got an advanced copy of this before it was published and he said ah okay i clearly clearly you enjoy this stuff but here's here's the errors you have made i I, I can I can correct you. I can correct these things. And some of them got corrected and some of them didn't. And even his letter that they wrote going, okay, this stuff is still wrong, was, you know, it was just, hey, these are the factual errors that were made in the interest of being accurate. Here's the things. These are the things that clearly, you know, she didn't do her research enough yeah. or she got informed, the wrong, given the wrong information or something. And that's like the harshest thing I've seen. And even, you know, <laughs> you, you, you can tell he's a little irritated, but it's not like, you fool, how very dare you? It's more well, like, okay. It was before social media and the internet. Uh, yeah, well, so... that's true. If it had been the internet, I'm, yeah. and, and I'd like to think that, uh, uh, you know, Based on everything else, it would have been still would have been polite, but yeah. So it's, now, uh, now I'm wondering, and here's my train of thought: because mentioning the Scarlet Pimpernel and how, of course, or not not the Scarlet Pimpernel, the Scarlet Pumpernickel, <laughs> leads me, of course, to Duck Dodgers, which takes me back to Buck Rogers, and now I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if we can make the case that Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon were cousins. Because in the in the movie serials that were detailing the lives of Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, they were played by the same guy, Buster Crab. So Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon bear an awful close resemblance to each other, which means they have to be related somehow, right? Well, <clears throat> if you go to the search function, <laughs> um, there is a there is actually a character list. Um, and it is not, ex it is not, um, it, you, you, some of the stuff you still have to dig into for, like I said, there's so much information on this site. Um, but, um, I am pretty sure that, um, that Buck Rogers is in here. I, I, I think I did see a mention of Flash Gordon. I'm pretty sure that, that Buck Rogers is in here somewhere. Yeah, the problem is, is that Wold Newton cast of characters, part one, part two, part three, yeah. part four. Oh, yes. I mean, it's so again. So I hit, I typed in Buck Rogers and I hit search, right? Mm hmm. 
And this is what comes up. The site can't be reached. It's taking too right. Long. I, 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 found, I, I found the same thing. Um, oh. But, okay, so just, here's, here's an example. I'm just looking at uh, cast of characters, page one. All right. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to read all of this because we'll be here all night. Cthulhu Mythos, Doctor Who, uh, The Highlander Immortals, um, Conan the Barbarian, Red Sonia, um, Miles Gloriosus, from A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Um, uh, Robin Hood, Ivanhoe, uh, uh, the Three Musketeers, uh, Lemuel Gulliver, of course, um, Ichabod Crane, uh, the first Zorro, uh, Richard Sharp from the from the Sharp novels, uh, of course, Vampirella, as you mentioned, Lady Rawhide, uh, Captain Ahab and Ishmael from, of course, Moby Dick, um, a paladin from Have Gun Will Travel, um, Prince Dakar, the real Captain Nemo, as opposed to the James Moriarty Captain Nemo. See, contradictions, they're allowed. Um, Edwin Drood from Edgar Allan Poe, Fu Manchu from the Sax Romer novels, um, Eric, who is the uh, ghost, the, the Phantom of the Opera, and that's just page one, and I skipped over a ton of yeah. names. Well, and it I'm... ends with Henry Frankenstein. These are not in alphabetical order; they stretch of the imagination. Um, there's so many. Again, it's the it's the ultimate fiction crossover series. Yeah. Well, and mm -hmm. and here's a you 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 talk about crossover. Here's here is a cover. <clears throat> this is a cover from Win Scott Eckert. It's called Crossovers. Number one, a secret chronology of the world. Now you see here on this cover, Sherlock Holmes, Red Sonia, the Lone Ranger, Fu Manchu, and I'm not sure who the the man in the top hat is. Um, that could be a number of different characters. That could it, be anything from Raffles to um, Zatara. Could be Zatara. To uh, yeah, I mean, it could be a bunch of different. Uh, there's a whole there's a whole subset in fiction about the uh, magician hero, mm -hmm. and it could be a bunch of those. Yeah. I mean, or or um, master criminals like like Raffles, um, and yeah, I mean, well, and and the family trees. <clears throat> the list of family trees. You've got the Wold Newton family, which is where all this supposedly started. You have the fabulous mm. family tree of Doc Savage. You have the House of Dracula, uh, Horatio Hornblower family tree, uh, Zorro, the De La Vega family tree, uh, the Legend of the Fox, a chronology of Zorro, the Frankenstein family tree, the Secret History of Captain Nemo, uh, James Bond, a Bond genealogy, the Reed and Cato family trees. Now, now it should be pointed out <clears throat> that sometimes the literary work lends itself a great deal to this because oh, yeah. in the history of the characters of the Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet, they actually are related because they're created by the same guy, Fran Stryker, and right. the the Green Hornet, Britt Reed, is the great grandnephew of the Lone Ranger, John Reed. That's canon. 
Mm -hmm. And so you have the Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet are connected. And, of course, the Green Hornet and Batman 66 had a crossover. So Batman and the Lone Ranger live in the same universe. And 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 that's and, and that's as easy as how you make these these connections. It's like ah, there's this happened and this happened, this happened. Bingo, bango, right. bongo, and there it is. Well, it's like it's like there's Mowgli from the Jungle Book is Tarzan's half brother because they both inhabit the the these jungles, not in the same not the same jungle, but the the, the similarities in the character characters. If you if you break them down to you know. Uh, raised by you know the animals in the jungle, um, you could see how these characters could be related, and then said they go, okay, let's make the connection. Let's see how how can we make Mowgli fit is you know the the half brother of of the Greystoke you know heir. How does that how does that work? And that's what these authors are doing. They're going, okay, so if I do this, then that means this, and then that goes here, and then then this piece fits in over here. Yeah. And it's it's this fascinating. It's a literary puzzle, um, yeah. which is really cool. I mean, you've got modesty, modesty, Blaze, Doctor Strange, Johnny Quest, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Man from Uncle, Napoleon Solo, and Ilya Kuryakin, Maxwell Smart, um, uh, Jeeves and Wooster, uh, Ellery Queen, um, the uh, um, Nina Blofeld. Also known as Madame Spectra, daughter of Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Uh, Nero Wolf. So, so um, the the Nero Wolf stories. Um, within those stories, there are many, many hints that Nero Wolf is the son of Sherlock Holmes. It's never outright stated, but it's built into those actual stories, the implication. Mm-hmm. There's a number of times. Again, it's like making a reference to to Richard Grayson or that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a, know, it's a wink and a nod. Like, it's, it's subtle. Here, it, no, it's a thing. It's like, okay, no, no, yeah. Nero Wolf is Sherlock Holmes. Son. All right. And, you know, uh, but it also, again, remaining true to the Nero Wolf stories because the Nero Wolf stories sit there and go, <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes son. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna say it out loud, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, you know. And and yeah, I mean it's ah, the the thing that is so cool about this, honestly for me, is how much it really is so fun to make try and make these things all fit together. Yeah. And do it in a in a way that that respects the source material, but opens up a different kind of storytelling. If you are a fan of websites like archive of our own or, or, or fan fiction, you know, other, other places where you find fan fiction, if you like exploring alternate versions of characters, I mean, there's a reason that the what if series was popular for Marvel and the Elseworlds series are popular. Why you get different versions of, I mean, how many times have has Vampirella been revamped since the old Harris comics? Um, how many times is you know how many different versions of Red Sonia have have uh, uh, been depending on the comic company, right? Right. Um, if if you're a fan of of exploring some of these things, you know, and and finding a way to make the Sherlock Holmes films set in the 1940s fit 
with characters who were in their 30s in the 1880s. <laughs> well, have it, have it make a kind of sense. I'm looking here. The cast of characters, page four, has Carl Kolchak and John Shaft back to back next to each other. We're like, how do you make that work? Not not that they're connected, but they're part of this universe. There are connections within connections within connections. It it is a oh. fascinating. Uh, and top thing. on top of that. The Wold Newton universe has incorporated the series that were inspired by the Wold Newton universe. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen mm-hmm. is part of the Wold Newton universe because they've found ways to make it all connect. And they you know, the same thing with pretty much any of these care of these series that have expanded out from it. Yeah. Have stepped there and went, well, clearly the events that took place in Planetary. Uh, by Garth Ennis clearly refer to these situations and Kim Newman's vampire series. Well, those vampire characters, while this situation didn't happen exactly as described in his novels, this is what was really, they all fit. <laughs> some of them, some of them not as cleanly as others, but yeah. some, some, and but the fun is finding the, the author's mental gymnastics some of them are very graceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them are not. Um, but <laughs> that that ability to find this place and make it fit into this broad universe in a way that doesn't contradict the larger story that they're all telling in the same space. Yeah. This universe is a also... huge fan fiction project oh, in one it universe. Is. And 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 here this cast of characters also includes the six million dollar man, Colonel Steve Austin. And the Quester Android, which gives me an opportunity to mention, by the way, <clears throat> so I'm I'm flipping through, I don't even know what's, I don't even know which app, um, I'm going to have to ask Mrs. Boss, because we were, we were downloading, we had, had a, a, a channel on the Roku, <coughs> I think mm-hmm. it was on the Roku, um, I don't think it was Pluto, I think it was something else, but there was some... The Quester tapes is out on streaming some places. Really? And I thought, Quester? Really? Uh, I'm going to have to ask Mrs. Boss and, and see where where we found that. I think she's on the phone right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, thought, I didn't know that anybody had that. And here it is. It was on this. It was on this. We, we, got, we did a free trial. So we could watch, what did we just watch here not too long ago? We watched something. Oh, what did you and I, t- uh, 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 the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who finale. We got a, we got a free trial so we could get oh. BBC America. And, and <laughs> it was part of that, I think. And it wasn't BBC America that had it, or maybe it was. I'm going to have to look. Because now I'm half remembering, and I don't want to get that wrong. But yeah, right, there, right. there's a, the Quester tapes are out there. It, that the the pilot episode, the movie that got made. This is from Gene Roddenberry. The, the Quester is the prototype for Data. Mm-hmm. Quester was Roddenberry's first attempt at the android who wants to be human. And the pilot went over it really well. Network executives all loved it. Everything was great. 
And then they wanted to get rid of everything except Quester. Which it was, was part dumb. of Roddenberry. Rodden, <laughs> because of the success of Star Trek, a lot of oh, we should have maybe that should be an episode uh, where we kind of dive into the the uh, the various and sundry Ethan Hunts, not Ethan Hunt, uh, Dylan Hunts. Ethan Hunt, Dylan Hunt, yeah, same yeah, character, yeah, right? Yeah, right. No. Um, but, yeah, Dylan the, Hunt. The, you know, we the various versions that the various different ways that that Roddenberry was trying to tell a, a certain kind of story. Yeah, and um, the fact that he tried to tell a certain kind of story a number of times, <laughs> um, and um, you know, so and, I mean, and, but that's and the finally thing, got yeah. it. Finally yeah, was but I, he was gone when it happened. <laughs> yeah. And, and it only had what one really good season, um, but still, personal. I mean, it, you know, you had you had that finally all come together. The third once you, once third you moved time? out of the, of the of the world of of three channels and PBS. Yeah. Welcome to the world of of of, of cable, right? For good and for ill. For good and for ill. Uh. All right. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that we could we will we will circle back to this, I'm sure, again. Oh, yeah. But the link yeah, we... there are a couple of links in the notes for any of you who want to start start looking into this. And again, it's a very deep dive. The rabbit okay. hole. Make sure you like have rabbits. enough to drink and food to nibble on. <laughs> right? right. And 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 at some point you have to take you have to get some sleep. Yeah. You so got to you know, come up for air. Pace yourselves. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and don't be surprised you look up at the clock and suddenly it's three o'clock in the morning and you're like, where did my night go? Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> it's, it's if you are a genre fan, which I presume you are because you're watching us, that's what we do here. Um, and if, if this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, we, I suspect that if your fans like we are, this is the kind of thing that's going to really appeal to you. Um, or at least interest you enough to check it out, right? It may not be yeah. your thing, but certainly, um, if you're a fan of any of these characters that we've thrown out a bazillion names tonight, <laughs> and we can even, again, we haven't even touched all of them by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you can find just, I mean, something, some part of the fandom that you enjoy, you can find an interesting article um, that that touches on it in in some way or another, and and really kind of see the clever connections that that can be made between characters you would not ever imagine right are are playing in the same universe let alone in the same family um distant cousins perhaps right. you might be a little surprised at who lois lane is related to um or <laughs> you know you might be a little surprised uh you know, or not surprised. Some of this stuff might be, it's like, well, that makes sense to me. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, Alan Quartermain, Boston Brand, also known as De uh, uh, Dead Man. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I mean, the connections are all over the place. It's really, it really is fun to, to go in. I still have just surface oh. died. I haven't gone deep into the weeds on any of this stuff because it would take me forever and I'd never come back out. So yeah, and, and that's, that's the biggest challenge with this is that, and I think part of the fun too, because you can, you can read an article 
or or read a a chronology and then go away and you know talk to your family yeah um and then come back and there's something you know it it's gonna it will <laughs> this is the book series that you'll probably never get to the end of <laughs> right but it's okay because you don't need the actual end yeah. right this the story that just keeps going this is when you learn how to open four tabs and read them all at once <laughs> right it's like wait a minute yeah all right that's connected to this ah! <laughs> yeah that's gonna do it for us tonight folks uh real quick i wanted to mention that tomorrow night we will be back in the ranker pit to talk about the finale of andor um, I don't know if we'll have guests or not, but everybody is welcome to join us. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. We'll probably go an hour, hour and a half or so. And then, of course, we want uh, to uh, uh, invite you to Wednesday. <clears throat> I don't know what did I do here. Uh, Wednesday, live from the bunker. I don't know how extensive we're going to be covering this, but uh, Dan and Matt will be here. We're going to be talking about the FTX cryptocurrency collapse and the BlockFi collapse and all of the things, because not only are we talking about science fiction, fantasy, and horror, occasionally we will kind of veer sideways into technology, science and technology, and cryptocurrency is, is part of that. Uh, because in a lot of future stories, you have digital currency, you have, you know, credits and, and whatnot and this kind of thing. Well, we're actually having this come about now in the real world. And it turns out it's really not quite so good as some people wanted to make you think. So we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. So It's that sneaky problem that if you have something that's, that's unregulated. Yeah. Well, even then, I mean, the regulated stuff kind of scares me too. Uh, well, well, I mean, has the, me the, the good news about the regulated so. thing, and the reason that we have certain regulations is so that you can't wipe out all yeah. the money all at once. Right. So there is all of that, and of course, we post the links to all of our shows in our social media channels. Uh, we have ten different accounts, ten different platforms where we're on social media four different video platforms and do do want to encourage you to connect with us on odyssey and rumble as well as here on youtube and twitch we're going to be doing some stuff in 2023 over there i'm not ready to announce that yet but it's coming and uh, for those of you in the 61.9 percent of the audience who are not subscribed uh that's fine you don't have to be subscribed but if you are you hit the little bell and you'll get a notification when we actually go live with this stuff. We're on a regular schedule for our shows. Try to make it easy for everybody. But being right. subscribed will help. Uh, it'll help our algorithm. It'll help the stuff over here in the back end under the hood. But also, you know, you'll get a little ping that says, hey, they're about to go live. So you don't miss anything. So, All right. Mr. Harvey. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's been a long day, but this yeah. is this is fun to get into. And and officially, the answer is yes. Um, Frederick, it's the middle name of um, Peter Frankenstein. Changed his pronunciation of his last name. Went into medicine. Um, 
part of the Frankenstein Frankenstein family tree. Yeah. So yes, uh, lots of fun. And again, folks, we hope you enjoy it and and get as much fun out of it as we do. Um, and we'll because it's it's still going, still going, <laughs> and we're still going. Three hundred and twenty-five and counting. So. Uh, and, and more to come. We'll be back to do this again next week. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about, but we'll figure it out soon and we'll post it on we socials and we'll let you know. And, and we'll be back for that. So thanks very much, everybody. Have a good night. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio, copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. 